Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Terribly Entertaining Podcast. I am your host, Ricky. Andrew is on assignment this week on vacation in the Virgin Islands, so he will not be here. So, since it's just me, I thought I might do something a little different tonight, change things up a little bit. So I was thinking of what I could possibly do, so I thought of maybe going over a list um, out on the internet and telling you what I like about it and what I don't like about it, and I, I happen to come across one that, frankly, I disagree with uh, every single one on the list, so I figured that'd be a good start. So this week, we are going to go over this list from Cinema Blend. Apparently, uh, this person by the name of Sean O'Connell fancies himself as a movie reviewer, but he came up with a list of 10 popular 80s movies that are actually terrible. And uh, for some of you who know me, I love 80s movies. Um, some movies, or some of my favorite movies are from the 80s. Um, maybe it's just growing up. And watching movies over and over and over again, like we've already gone over Airborne, another one of my favorites, is a side-out volleyball movie that hopefully we'll get to at some point on this podcast. But uh, just to, to get into this list here, I mean, right off the bat, we have Weekend at Bernie's from 1989. I mean, who doesn't like this movie? I don't understand. So for those of you who haven't seen the movie, uh, these two guys work at an office uh, accounting, I believe, uh, their boss invites him to the Hamptons to come to his <clears throat> mansion in the Hamptons, and, um, there's some funny accounting going on, and he, he's gonna basically blame these guys, um, long story short, he ends up getting killed, they don't realize he's dead, they basically prop him up and use him as a puppet the whole movie, so that they can stay there, and, uh, reap the old benefits of being rich, I guess, in the Hamptons. Uh, I mean, you know, his pro this guy's problem with the movie is that it's a physical gag that can only last so long, and the gallows humor um, from from bland to the credits roll, like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just something I haven't seen in a, in a, in a while, but I thought it was hilarious, and I can already tell from this guy's list that this is going to be one of these guys that takes himself too seriously. Everything's got to be too you know, too cool for the room kind of guy. Because as I scroll down, I see National Lampoon's European Vacation as the next movie on the list. And again, I don't understand how you could not like this movie. Unless you're are, are living in a time now, I don't know how old this guy is, but maybe he's in his 20s. And, you know, these movies are stupid to him. I don't know. Because going back, I've watched these movies. I'm, I'm almost, oh God. I'm almost 40, and I and I think about these movies, and I just think of, like, I pick out parts of these movies that I still say today, like, you know, uh, look, kids, Parliament, Big Ben, like, anytime we're in the car and, like, we're lost and we see the same thing over and over again, huh, just, just trying to get over it, I just, I just can't, I just can't get up, trying, just trying to get over it, I just can't, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a great movie, I mean, all those National Lampoon's movies are great, you know, this, the scene, <laughs> the scene with the, the daughter, and she's, she's dreaming, and they just keep bringing her food and food and food. Like, I remember watching that as a kid, just dying laughing at the, the, this movie. You know, Clark backs into Stonehenge, knocks it over. Man, it's hilarious. And, and this guy, you know, again, with these movies were, despite a few memorable lines, uh, was a slapdash series of middling skits, Taylor. I mean, just the guy's wording just makes me want to punch him in his face. 
Um, next on the list is Look Who's Talking. Now, recently my daughter and wife watched this movie um, for the first time, and my daughter loved it. Um, you know, I don't know what is there to not like about, like, a talking baby. Like, these, these types of movies weren't really done much back then. I mean, now they actually would have the baby talking, but it's kind of not the point. It's, you know, the point of kind of an inner monologue of a baby. And, you know, you know, you guys know my feelings on John Travolta, but this was actually maybe the only movie I've ever seen him in where I thought he wasn't bad and didn't overact and was just kind of a normal person. Uh, you know, it was mildly funny. There were some good parts. I mean, most of the part funny parts were the kid. And, you know, John Travolta and the kid doing their whole dance routine was funny. But, you know, again, looking at this list, uh, oh, my God, there were two sequels. Like, who, who cares? Like, the, so the sequels weren't as good as the first. Like, how many other movies were the sequels as good as the first? Like, I think Look Who's Talking To was actually relatively funny as well. Um, so, you know, looking at this list again, I, I'm going on this list, and the more I go down this list, the more angry I'm getting here. Uh, the next up on the list is Friday the 13th, the original Friday the 13th. Like, I don't understand what this guy expected was, like, he, again, the only thing I can come up with is this guy was in, like, his 20s, and he, he went back and, like, watched all these movies, and they don't hold up to what he expects a movie to be now. Like, yeah, it's, J it's a mass Jason killing counselors at a camp like i don't know like what you expected of like these movies like uh, you know he says this is a matter of preference but i thought the friday the series started finding its groove once jason picked up his machete to name one weapon so that's your issue that he was using different weapons in the original like i don't uh, you know and started administering horror movie vengeance or not so innocent not so innocent victims so he thought the movie, the franchise got better as it got bloodier, grislier, and ridiculous in a fun way. So the first movie was too serious. You know, Jason, I mean, this is like the origin movie. Like, you know, they've made the origin origin story, I guess you could say. But like, that was the original. Uh, I don't know. This just led. And the, the, the more I get down this list, I'm telling you, the more I'm getting irritated. Because next up on the list is Police Academy. I mean, this guy obviously has a problem with sequels. But, like, you know, there's, what, seven Police Academy movies? Now, admittedly, I don't think I've ever seen Police Academy 7 Mission Moscow. But I feel like I kind of need to see it now because I've seen the rest of them. But, you know, all these movies, they carry through, you know, the same stuff that, that goes on in all the, you know, these movies with uh, Steve Gutenberg and, you know, all the, you know, the guy who does the voices, I don't even know his name, you know, Hooks and, you know, I guess Captain Mauser and then, you know, they have different, different, <laughs> different guys that were in that part that just kind of changed their name as they got later on in the movie. But, you know, the movies were just made to be funny like sensational movies and and again like sophomoric jokes propping up the screenplay like, yeah. like people just can't watch movies for the sake of watching movies and just to enjoy them like everything has to has to have like this this corny stereotypical 
like, all right, well, we need this, and this has to have this movie has to have this, and you can't just sit down and watch a, a movie anymore, and just enjoy it and have fun and just take it for what it is. Where corny jokes or, you know, uh, what's his name, Too Tall Jones, just you know, being silent and going into the Blue Oyster, you know, and you know, obviously you couldn't have that today. But, uh, you know, they all wanted the next Animal House was what this guy had to say about it. Like, yeah, no shit. Like, of course they wanted the next Animal House. It was one of the most popular movies. And I think Police Academy 1, 2, 3. I mean, if we're being honest here, I think my favorite Police Academy is Police Academy 5, Assignment Miami Beach. Um, I love that. I love that movie. Um, Citizens on Patrol was not bad. Uh the original was okay. I, didn't, I don't think I loved poli- the original Police Academy. I did enjoy Back in Training. First Assignment was really good. I don't. I remember six uh, Police Academy six. Um, what is this? I forget what the tag. Is. City Under Siege, where there was like, you know, the guy in the shadows kind of guy. Um, but you know, I I enjoyed all the movies. I you know, except for with the exception of. <laughs> the Moscow movie, uh, Mission Moscow, that I haven't seen that, that I can, I can only imagine, is god awful. I mean, that was made in what nineteen ninety four. You know, ten years after the original Police Academy. I mean, if any movie was going to be on this list, I would say Police Academy Seven Mission Moscow should have made this list, but not the original. I mean, that's kind of the gimmicks, and that kind of set everything up for the other movies. And you wouldn't, I mean, you wouldn't see a movie like this made today you definitely wouldn't see seven more of it made um you know commandant lassard was oh you know i forget anything he was definitely in five i don't remember if he was in six or not i haven't seen six in a while but it was just you know i guess for at the risk of sounding corny it was just good clean fun um you know really no cursing none of that stuff which you know obviously as you can tell i do enjoy cursing uh, but those movies didn't need it. It was just a lot of um, physical humor, you know, a lot of um, jokes that were just nothing too highbrow. It was just like, all right, what is what it is? Here's the joke. Laugh at it. Don't laugh at it. Move on to the next thing. Uh, next on the list, I can't say I, I can't say I disagree entirely with this, but I don't know that anybody really thinks it's a great movie uh cocktail i mean yeah you know you always see the the tom cruise spinning the bottles and you know but uh, you know I, I, i'm reading this guy's synopsis here again and it basically they said they just made a movie to make tom cruise tom cruise's megawatt smile and cool visual trick of spinning bottles there are endless scenes in cocktail of people having a good time in neon-drenched bars in Jamaica where Cruz romances Elizabeth Shue, but we're not having fun. Uh, okay, so you didn't like the movie. like, But again, like, how does this end up on a list of like the most, the, the most actually terrible 80s movies? Like, There's so many other movies from the 80s that I can think of that should be on this list. And Cocktail... Police Academy, Friday the 13th, Look Who's Talking, National Lampoon's European Vacation, Weekend at Bernie's, shouldn't be anywhere near this list. Um, I mean, this list is just... As I get further down this list, I'm going to get more angry. I can see it already. Uh, Next was Mannequin. 
I mean, I, you know, I, I'm assuming I'm going off the assumption that if you're listening to this, you've seen these movies before, if not all of them, most of them. Um, but you know, mannequin guys in a department store, the mannequin comes to life. Basically you try to date the mannequin. Uh, you know, Kim controls the mannequin. Um, Again, just like Police Academy, though, where it's, you know, oh, we need this, or I'm looking for this in this movie. It's, you know, it's it's a funny movie. It's, you know, a love story, I guess, so to speak. It's not the greatest movie ever, but I'm like, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, I guess this guy, like, had nothing better to do and, like, was really scrounging, scrounging for ideas, which I guess doesn't say much about me because I'm actually going over this shit list and getting myself more angry as I go further down this list, like, I mean, the Back to the Future movie should be on this list. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for those of you that like Back to the Future and are turning off, (laughs) turning this podcast off now, but I hate those movies. I think they're fucking stupid. So I'll skip past Mannequin. Uh, Mommy Dearest, I mean, you know, what's the, it's a biographical movie about a horrible mother. I mean, if you made it now and didn't... I I guarantee this movie could be made now and you could just call it not a biographical movie, not about uh, Joan Crawford, and call it something different and it would be a hit. It would be a dark, you know, uh, creepy movie they could probably make out of it. You know, no more wire hangers, that stuff. But I think, you know, I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember watching it and being, like, really creeped out by it. And I guess, like, isn't that kind of the point of movies to, like, make you feel something, whether it's happy, sad, scared, uh, in this case, (laughs) angry, as I'm I'm going down this list. But I think that's kind of the point of these movies. And, you know, sitting here thinking about these movies, and with the exception of Cocktail, like, maybe I've seen it once or twice in my life, so I can't really comment too much on it. But Mannequin, I've seen a bunch when I was younger, and I always thought it was amusing. Uh, you know, I, again, love Police Academy movies. I've seen almost all of them. I'm going to fix that and watch the seventh one. There's been so many Friday the 13th movies, but obviously it's a horror movie. You know, uh, violence, gore, for no real reason. Like, there's no reason he's going around killing these campers. I mean, obviously, if you've seen the movies, there's a reason, so to speak, but... You know, it's gratuitous violence for the sake of violence, you know, for the sake of it. Look Who's Talking was just like kind of like a feel-good movie that made you feel good watching. Like, we watched it recently with my daughter, and I just thought it was pretty cool, like, sitting there thinking about, like, you know, kids, like, what do they think about? Like, are they thinking about, do they talk, like, do they talk to each other in their head? Like, we always, my wife and I always do dog voices, like the dog's talking to us. Um... So, you know, I think it's interesting. National Lampoon's European Vacation, I think it was hilarious. Weekend of Bernie's, I think it was great. And honestly, hate me if you want, I think the Weekend of Bernie's sequel was awesome too. Where they're in, I think, Jamaica and he's got to listen to the music with the arrow through his head. And he goes and he's going to get the, the treasure out of the ocean when he hears the music. They put the headphones on him. Uh, <laughs> next on this list, I think God is almost over. Short Circuit. I mean, this douche, this just absolute douche. Shortcut is sort of like Chappie, only 30 years later, audiences knew better and just skipped the movie about the emotional robot altogether. 
What does that even mean? I don't even understand what that means because Chappie was a great movie also. And, and Short Circuit was awesome. Johnny Five is alive. I mean, I, I, my daughter and I watched it recently and she loved it. I mean, she's nine. She was eight probably when we watched it, but she loved it. You know, Steve Gutenberg again. Now, <laughs> the the issue I had with this movie was the, the scientist. Um, I forget his name. Let me look it up real, real quick because I don't want to I don't want to ruin it. The scientist is uh, what's his name? Fisher Stevens. He's a uh, Ben in the movie. And if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> he yeah, he was the plague in Hackers, which is also one of my favorite movies. I have a poster, a 3D poster on my wall sitting right next to me. Um, but he's supposed to be, I guess, like an Indian guy. And he puts on like a really, like a lame, like, I guess you would call stereotypical Indian guy voice, you know, sound in the movie. But anyway, I, the movie's hilarious. You know, Johnny Five comes out with all these, uh, great one-liners. Um, you know, my favorite, and I still, my boss and I joke about, movie quotes all day long and we still you know johnny five is alive los locos kick your ass los locos kick your face los locos kick your balls into outer space that's the most singing you're gonna get out of me but that's when he's you know robbing uh, car stereos i think that might have been short circuit too uh actually no i think it was short circuit um yeah he's become he gets an end up in a gang and you know the military he's experimental military robot they're trying to get him back but I mean, but the film's clunky comedy and Cold War tensions when director makes it a time capsule relic that's dated and dull. Says who? I mean, I guess any any list is a person's opinion, but like, I watched it recently. I, you know, I watched it knowing it's a 1986 movie. I don't watch like fucking Wizard of Oz and expect there to be like special effects from today. Like, oh shit, look at Dorothy's flying away in a in a tornado and a twister. Wow, look how realistic it looks. No, it's a fucking 1930s movie. That's what you expect to get. It's a 1986 movie. You expect there to be, like, special effects from today in this movie? Like, I don't understand. I, If anybody... Listen, if anybody knows Sean O'Connell, or Sean O'Connell, if you hear this, I just want you to know that I hate you. I want you to know that you're an asshole, and I think all your movie reviews suck, and I think you need to find a new line of work. And so, Short Circuit benefited from having a hit song, Who's Johnny, that likely helped sell more tickets than was necessary. I would love for someone to find me, someone on the planet Earth, that went to watch Short Circuit because of the fucking theme song. Please, someone find me that person, because if, if that person exists, I would like to punch them in the face, because it's not true. And it's just an asinine description of a movie. I'm, I shouldn't have done this list because I'm just getting more and more angry. And to round out this list, <sighs> Breakin' and Breakin' t- I'm sorry, Breakin' 2, Electric Boogaloo and Breakin' the Original with Ozone and Turbo and... Steven Spielberg gets a lot of credit, and deservedly so, for putting out two movies in the same year. 
Few can wrap their brain around being able to deliver Amistad and the Lost World Jurassic Park in the same year, let alone Minority Report and Catch Me If You Can. So I'll applaud the producers behind Breakin' Films for cranking out back-to-back breakdancing movies, even if both are unspeakably bad. They are to the 80s what the step-up movies are to the 2000s. Now this is where I draw the line, okay? Sure. The step-up movies are never going to be called the best movies on Earth. I've watched every single one of them. You can judge me all you want. There's certain kinds of stupid-ass movies that I enjoy. I can't dance worth a shit, but I enjoy movies about dancing. I like the step-up movies. I like breakdancing movies. Um, what's uh, Battle of the Year? I've watched that movie about a thousand times. It's a dumb-ass movie. There's no point to it, but I love it. I like watching people do shit that I can't do. I think it's awesome. Even uh, they captured a moment relevant to this time. They are in the eighties. What this? Yeah, yeah. Because this fucking movie came out in the eighties. You're reviewing this movie as if it came out now, but was filmed in the eighties. It came out in the eighties. The acting, directing, and screenwriting in both films is atrocious, and the movies are so awful that you can't entertain yourself by making fun of them. I, I don't, I disagree wholeheartedly. I don't think, I think if you just watch the movies and you watch the breakdancing and shit that I can't do, obviously, that's the stuff that, that they did in the 80s. That was the point. That There was a movie about breakdancing filmed in the 80s when that was like the thing. People that enjoyed breakdancing went to watch this movie. I'm a 39-year-old white kid from New Jersey that... Is not obviously in that. I mean, this movie came out two, when I was two years old. I've seen the movie probably. I've seen both of them probably five, ten times, and I enjoyed them. So, what does that make me an asshole? I mean, yeah, you can go ahead. I'm an asshole. Go ahead. I get that out of the way. But obviously, it makes me an asshole for enjoying the movies. Like, I just don't understand the point of this. Again, I don't understand the point of this list other than it was put here to piss me off. Uh, you know. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to think of like '80s movies, like that I think were like beyond overrated, right? So like, yeah, you know, there's other movies that I like. If I saw, okay, The Neverending Story, my wife is probably listening to this and she's gonna punch me for this because she loves The Neverending Story. I, I don't, I don't get it. I think it's stupid. Uh. Uh, like Annie, like, you know, war games I never really enjoyed. Turner and Hooch is kind of douchey. Like, I guess they just made a new remake on, on uh, Disney Plus. Big, like, you know, these are like 80s movies that, that really were like 16 Candles. I guess, I guess those movies weren't like made with me in mind. But like though like I have way more problems with those movies. The, oh god, the Princess Bride. Okay. My wife loves the Princess Bride. I can't stand it. That should have been number one, two, and three on this list. That movie sucks so bad. But you know, 
I, I get. I don't, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know how this guy chose this list of movies and to like title the list like ten popular '80s movies that are actually terrible. Like, I would agree. I th- I would say that Weekend at Bernie's, Police Academy, Short Circuit, and Break In, Break Into would all fall into the list of terribly entertaining. They're not great movies. The acting's not great. The jokes are, you know, telegraphed and corny. But they're fun. It's it's fun. That's why I watch movies. That's why people watch movies to enjoy themselves. Or like I said earlier, you watch movies to feel something. Whether it's you go into a scary movie expecting to get scared. You go into a comedy expecting to laugh. You go into a serious movie to cry. Not that I cry because I'm a man and I don't cry at movies. Especially not the end of Rudy or anything like that. I never get choked up at the end of those movies. But like, you know, you just like make these, like people like make these lists just because like, I guess it's the cool thing to do, like shit on 80s movies to make yourself seem like cooler than the room. But I don't know. I think this list sucks. Again, if anybody knows Sean O'Connell, tell him I hate him. I tell him I think his list is dog shit. If you'd like to see the list, it's uh, cinemablend.com. Go ahead and read that site i guess i don't know i've never really read much on the site i've you know look here and there uh but you can subscribe to their newsletter if you want more shit lists uh but anyway so just figured i'd while andrew's not here this week i would put something out quick obviously not our norm here we usually go over a specific movie that's um terribly entertaining but uh you know there's lots of movies on my list i don't want to do it without andrew because that would just be me reviewing movies I like, basically, because most of these movies that I suggest are are movies that I are definitely like corny, and I realize that they're corny. But you know, maybe it's uh, maybe it's um, you know nostalgia of movies that I watched when I was growing up, and I just watched them over and over and over again. Or maybe I just actually like them. I don't really know. I think that the lines have blurred a bit there, uh, but. With that said, I think that should pretty much wrap it up, I guess, this week. We'll do a short one, only 20, 26 minutes or so. But uh, if you made it this far, thanks for listening to me ramble like an asshole. I appreciate it. Uh, Andrew should be back next week. If he's not, I don't know. Maybe I'll just remove review a movie myself, I guess. I won't put you guys through another list. That makes me want to make my blood boil. But again, thank you for listening and hopefully i'll be back next week with a brand new podcast with a brand new horrible movie that andrew is going to suggest for us again if you want to reach out to us you have any questions or or any suggestions for us it's uh, dev rickus on twitter andrew's andrew timoni on twitter and our official podcast twitter is at temoviepod.com thanks for listening and we will see you guys next week